0: Welcome to Agents of Smooch. I am director of Smooch, Annette Weirstra. For day 10 of our 12 Days of Love Actually, I am joined by Agents Kathy Campbell, Moises Julian, and Brian Hamilton. Welcome, Agents. Hello, Director.
1: We'll take you down. We'll take you down.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's inconvenient.
0: (laughs) If you haven't figured it out, today's mission is David and Natalie, played by Hugh Grant and Martine McCoochin. David is the new British Prime Minister. Natalie is a new 10 Downing Street staffer. It's love at first F-bomb, but that is inconvenient, so obviously the best thing to do is fire her. Or maybe not. Relocate
3: her, I believe.
2: Yes. Coded language if there ever was some.
0: Yeah. Well, and I always wonder, does that mean he gives her a job someplace else? Or did he just fire... it? Either way.
3: Yeah, in my mind, I think that... uh she works for someone else so like a subdirector or Mm something i don't
1: know she she got she got moved to inland revenue so she's processing spreadsheets and
3: what do you feel about
0: the prime minister and his uh, (sighs) who do you have to screw to get a biscuit
3: oh gosh Uh,
1: it's interesting seeing seeing in in the movie (laughs) the, the the acrobatic loops Richard Curtis goes through to be like, he's he's a good guy. He's a decent guy. He knows it's wrong. He knows it would be an abuse of power, unlike certain American presidents that we might just satirize directly in the same movie. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> that he introduces this the, this dynamic of the... <laughs> among the first people that the PM sees upon taking office, he immediately becomes infatuated with someone such that... It directly affects his work. Uh-huh. It, it, it directly affects how he addresses it, uh, or how he chooses not to address it. Uh, some people have pointed to, oh, and he risks um, causing an international incident right? with, <laughs> with with the president of the United States. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you should. I think you should. If if a foreign head of state shows up and sexually harasses a member of your staff, in general, I think I think that's something that that you should um, you should push back on.
3: Yeah, but I think it would have been far more effective if he had, like, said it directly to the president as opposed to ignoring it and letting it pass. And then, ha ha, I am here to save my country.
1: (laughs) Yes, precisely. you
3: know that it's because he sexually assaulted my
1: crush? (laughs) Precisely where I was going, (laughs) which is,
2: yeah. It's so upsetting that people thought back then and certainly now still that you can't say to someone, hey, you sexually harassed them, stop this, in that you have to make a giant show of a coded gesture around, hey, I'm going to like sever relations with your country uh, because you did this thing and not, hey, that wasn't okay and you need to stop it.
1: The issue is not that he called the American president on it, it's how he called mm-hmm. the American president yeah. on it. yeah. To look at it from Natalie's perspective, which we don't get much of, yeah. unlike other perspective switching that we do get in other parts of the movie.
3: Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never see her alone. You never get her point of view in anything. All she does is exist to do her job really dang well and provide the things that are needed and then leave for Hugh Grant to have an emotional like crisis, um, and then get called fat the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. cannot even, even by other females, like yeah, fat thighs, fat shaming the chubby one. Oh, the chubby girl because her family calls her plumpy. Yeah, her dad calls her plumpy. Like, like what? Ugh. The actual heck?
1: And, and and the women, the women who say the stuff. It it it's it is like they gave lines that were written for a man mm-hmm. to a woman just to make it okay to make it even handed. And here's the thing: to it, the the thing that pisses me off the most about this, it is not the 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 uh, the oft-decided issue of oh she's not really that fat. That is not no no, no, no that doesn't no, matter mm-hmm. no, no 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 no. I'm screaming inside my head. It's garbage.
2: And part of me thinks that in watching this movie, they're trying to spin it off as charming that, oh, the prime minister can still like this woman, even though she's a little fat. and like, no, that's one of the most ridiculous parts about this movie is that they keep harping on it and don't give her a character outside of it, but they think it's like made okay because the prime minister loves her.
3: Something I will say that is not problematic is her wardrobe because she always looks amazing. Ugh, she is so great.
1: After making a point of how the objectification is a bad thing, allow me to objectify her for a minute. She is oaking hot in every single frame in this movie. Her personality, the extent of it that we get, is gorgeous. I, I think the reason that, that people can come around on this relationship is that she sh- just showed just so damn charming.
0: Yeah, for the little you see of her, she is so likable there is a way you could have this story of him being in his position her being in her position and not make it problematic and that dynamic of power and firing her you know but i think i think you know it's it's it would be you know about conversations <laughs> about communicating with each other and not just pulling crap behind her back and firing her or moving her oh. I I am also interested in knowing how you as three Americans feel about the comeuppance of the American prime minister in this movie, because it is for everyone who doesn't know that he is just doing it because he sexually harassed the love of uh, the prime minister's life. It just seems like this. Wow, look at he's so tough standing up to the Americans and being Canadian, you know, we're part of the Commonwealth. So (laughs) I want to know how, how that hits. Had to see you as three Americans.
1: Well, i've I, I have a I have a chronic case of Anglophilia, um, <laughs> so like there, there's a lot of you know British culture stuff. Like I I I was like, oh, this this scene is going to play totally differently uh, to a UK audience when I watched it back in 2003 when George W. Bush was my president. Well, he wasn't <laughs> my president. Let me let me be clear about that. He was the president. He was the president of the United States. Yes. Hashtag not my president. <laughs> I I, I, you know the casting of Billy Bob Thornton I think may be some of the best casting in a very very well cast movie yeah because Billy Bob just walks in and you know exactly where he's coming from and you know exactly who he is and he does not have to do a whole lot before he does something terrible I I very much enjoyed the comeuppance and again this is something that reads differently in the year 2020 don't know why it, it, um it, it sure It sure was interesting to not have the American presidency fetishized or exalted the way that royalty usually is that makes me laugh. It, it was great to see to see that role in American life treated as just as much of a cartoon as the rest of the world often sees the most bizarre actions of that office. I approve this message. I'll be running in 2022.
3: (laughs) Like I mentioned in the intro, I saw this movie, I mean, many times, but I was working at a movie theater when it came out, and a lot of commentary was about the president. Surprisingly enough, that scene made everybody I talked to get chills. And they were so excited for Britain. Good job, little country. Way to keep it up. You know, maybe you got something in the future. Well done. I mean, it was... A little it, country, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh it went over well with the American audience, partially because that was a time when our president was special. And it was nice to see somebody take him down, but not really. I don't know. It was... It was weird, but people liked it. Nobody ever made comments on, oh, no, the poor U.S., why, type of a commentary. Yeah, and
0: what about the, the final kiss, secret kiss that becomes a public kiss that becomes a thing?
2: As if this movie's rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You could be made any better, it is made <laughs> better by that moment. of Like, oh, <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm the Prime Minister. I
3: always wonder what the actual reveal was supposed to be. Because it's perfectly stationed to have people there. Like, yeah. it's all, like, focus on the center. There's a space between, like... It's meant to be somebody there. Maybe the principal? I don't know. I Like, and why didn't they... M- yeah, lots of lots of implausibilities um, and the fact that they just happened to be there. Yes, I know they read the script. Yes, I know that that's how that happened. But yeah. Uh, it.
1: If yeah. any of you think seriously about this movie, Kathy thinks more seriously about it. Than you do. <laughs>
3: it's true. <laughs> I'm very broken that way.
1: <laughs> we're all a little broken that way. That's why we're here.
3: Yeah, it's true.
0: My favorite thing about this storyline is the fact that someone came up with the term cock blocked for her little brother <laughs> dressed in the octopus <laughs> costume and sitting between them in the car.
3: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Tag wow. yourself on the Nativity <laughs> wow, Lobster.
2: Wow, yeah. wow, 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 every
0: wow, Every time I watch it, I'm like, I don't know where it's from, but that's what we call it. Like We call it the Cockbloxicus now, and it's like so funny to so me. So
3: funny. I love also the – I will say the idea that they somehow combined a Christmas Nativity play with – Undersea costumes is just absolutely delightful in such a random way. And getting to have the octopus hang out in the car to go around the corner, and it's literally like a minute drive. Oh, that really is there. It was just it was so, <laughs> it was so close, so funny and out of control, but also. I could totally see that happening, Mm -hmm. too. Like, it it had a realism behind it. And then finding out that this was her school, and so she knew how to sneak him in, and then they run into his sister. And I just... I loved that combination.
1: The the reveal of the kiss is uh, one of the more charming moments in the movie for me, because it sets off this chain reaction of, okay you've been rolling your eyes for two hours, buckle up because it's about to get (laughs) super, super sugary for a while. Um, I I watched this the other night with my girlfriend who never watched it. And the whole movie up until we get to the pageant, she's um, going, Oh, this is so embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. All these people are so embarrassing. (laughs) So embarrassing. And, the uh, the reveal uh, and the opening of the curtains caught her by surprise and gave her a, a delighted little chuckle. That kiss sets off that chain reaction for the rest of the movie. And if anything, allows us to imagine that okay version of this workplace romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it is what takes us to that heightened place where we're able to where we're able to enjoy this movie, despite its various imperfections that that make it problematic in different places, it doesn't make everything okay. It doesn't absolve anything, but it's. I mean, it's it's why even those of us who have a growing list of stuff in this movie we do not like, do not want <laughs> that that still make it something that that we can come back to. Agreed.
3: Yeah.
0: Thank you for joining us for day 10 of our 12 Days of Love. Actually, we will be back tomorrow with another episode. So, until then, stay safe, agents.
2: So, children, if you believe in Father Christmas like your old Uncle Brian does, subscribe to Agents of Smooch.